now. Brought to you by Muquano Coffee Roasters. www.muquanocoffee.com Coming to you live, and by that we mean not really live, from Gutcheck World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gutcheck South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gutcheck Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. It <laughs> was weird. It really was. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partner in radio, my partner in lapel mic wearing, Zachary <laughs> Bartles. Lashing. It's lashing. It's lashing, dude. Listen, I want I want to tell you something quick off the bat that I didn't tell yeah. you. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a double header. Okay. Um, and what's beautiful about it is there's going to be a wonderful sort of a chrono a chronological is that a word um yeah, yeah. sort of inclusio or bookend yeah, yeah. here in that uh-huh. the first thing that that the app that people are going to hear is the awkward uh, exchange about the website um oh. but then it also includes an email from alexa lee promising something uh right. and then the reason that i want to put a second one here uh, mm-hmm. with it is because that one is a straight filler app, dude. It's us reading things off the internet and just chatting like we totally forget that we're podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this th- we got to really bring it this morning. Absolutely. We're doing a little morning drive radio, Zach. And, uh, the weenus! Be- the weenus. We're doing that because I didn't sleep last night. And uh, as a result, I started my like morning routine like two and a half hours early, and uh, I had a little window here to do some radio. So... I'm feeling good, feeling satisfied, um, ready to do radio. So, Zach, you mentioned Alexa Lee, um, very important kind of new artist on the horizon, up and coming. Um, she's going to be nationally, internationally recognized, I'm sure, here in a matter of months. But uh, we know her. Why, Zach? What, what's, the, what's the tie-in with the program and Alexa Lee? Well, Alexa Lee sent us fawning words, subject line yeah, fawning which words. We love. Great. Mm-hmm. And, and the very funny thing in the last app, uh, which people mm-hmm. have just heard, is uh, yeah. the juxtaposition between the very like uh, passive aggressive juggling email and then like her just like, hey, oh. I wanted to give you a thing and tell you that I think that you're funny. Um, but what she uh-huh. said she was going to give us uh, those months ago was uh, bespoke. Mugs, mm. gut check mugs, and she did that and something else as well, and they're amazing. They really are. And um, l- l- let me tell you this: in these trying times, like I'm really, I'm really comforted by people who say they're going to do something and then do that exact thing plus a little bit more. That's surprising and good. And uh, that was the experience <laughs> that I had when when I opened this package from Alexa Lee in that. Um, the, the, the mug itself was as advertised and then some, I mean, think the most beautiful hipster bespoke, um, you know, kind of coffee mug flex you can imagine. And I love, I love displaying it. It's a bit of a conversation starter. Um, when people come into my home and it gives me a chance to kind of flex about the program and, uh, and the mug itself. So as if that wasn't enough though, what, what else did we get in the package there? So it's it's like a painting, but kind of like a like mixed media, like Andy Warhol kind of like yeah. art piece, uh, and it was rolled up <laughs> into a scroll and tied with a uh, ribbon in the most yeah, like hipster that. way ever. It was amazing. I love that kind of flourish. 
What now? Now I think that they're approximately the same, but mine has a quote from me, and yours has a quote from you, uh, kind mm-hmm. of screened onto it, and and it's tacos. Yeah, yeah. She she actually in the in much the same way that we ate twelve tacos and reviewed each of them, she painted a picture of twelve tacos and uh, and then included a quote from us. And I'm glad you mentioned the rolled up like scroll thing. And I wanna I wanna do a minute on that and ask you a question about the '90s. And maybe this will. <laughs> act as a bridge to your 90s content that you have to to lay on me. But did you ever, and I'm embarrassed about this, dude. Like, preemptively, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> this and is going to be great. I'm so embarrassed, and I'm, I'm anticipating the answer from you will be no. But did you ever do the thing where <laughs> you got, like, a really nice piece of, like, parchment paper, and you wrote, like, a really heartfelt letter to your girlfriend? In this case, I only ever did this for one person, and it was KK, my wife. And you you get the nice, like, super nice parchment paper, and then you take a lighter and kind of lightly, <laughs> like, burn the edges of it to make it look, I don't know, the <laughs> one. Old? <laughs> but, Weathered? Uh, yeah, old, like, uh, burned. You, know? <laughs> you so, burn it to make it look how you say, burned. Burned, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then roll it up, tie uh-huh. it with a ribbon, and then present it, usually with, like, some other gift. And I know that I did this in the 90s when I was, like, um, wooing KK. I like how you and, say you uh, only did it once, but then you talk about how you usually did it, which implies that there is at least, like, three times so that we're dealing with a two out of three situation. Well, you know, you, you know what it is, though. You know what the three times uh, sort of connotes is that <laughs> when you're burning parchment paper kind of <laughs> on the fly, like, <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to get it wrong. You know, let's just say. Oh, man. I went through a few sheets, but uh, <laughs> my question to you is, did you ever do that? No. In the 90s? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, yeah. and th- I mean, I think if I had thought of it, I might have done it, but but I never yeah. thought of it. I wouldn't have known where to get the nice parchment paper in the 90s. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't know now. I mean, I'd probably look in Michael's and be like, no, this isn't what I'm looking for, and then and then be done yeah. with it. But- you would be drawn to the lashing aisle, and, uh, and who could blame you? But uh, <laughs> that is great, though. Now, now okay. I have to ask this: like your your yeah. wife has such lovely penmanship that you've got some of it tattooed on your bicep. That's um, right. Yeah. What is your? I mean, I I know I've seen you write things in, and I have you know notes we've written each other and and drawing yeah. you know, along with drawings of of uh, editors flying around uh, <laughs> like <laughs> animes. But um, yeah, yeah. What. What does your handwriting look like when you try hard on the parchment paper? Is it still like a, just like regular like '90s guys handwriting, or did you like really totally. kind of let your tongue hang it's, out of your mouth and and carefully sculpt every letter? Dude, I tried to carefully sculpt, but it was on a scale of one to ten, probably still a four. I have terrible penmanship. Me too. I really do, and uh, there's kind of no redeeming it. There's no there's no aspect of my penmanship about which someone would say, "Oh yeah, but the." Like the flourishes are nice or, you know, like there's there's no aspect of it that's nice. Um, I, I think the content of the words was probably good. Um, Insofar as you're a writer and you were probably like publishing poetry at the same time you're writing these these parts. I think letters. so. I was I was starting to pop a little bit and I was, you know, because I, I hadn't been, you know, hollowed out and burned up and jaded by life. I was still, you know, I was gradations <laughs> more earnest than I am now. And um, that probably reflected well. So if you were to like get a little more parchment paper and, and write something and, and, and roll it up, it would be all just like really cynical. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I hope that we stay together for a few more years for the yeah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It actually, it actually wouldn't be that at all. And in the, in the way that like people actually grow closer together when they get older, like it would probably be better now. Um, but it would, it would be more personal. You know what I mean? It would be less like, um, big overarching statements about love and more like actual things that I appreciate about her in that I actually know her now. And I barely knew her back then. Um, but I would, I would so hope the parchment was most of the prose back then about like how she wore like cut off shorts with fishnets and stuff. Or... <laughs> it really was. These that was the, the thing that I appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are the things I knew about her. Oh man. Dude, are you drinking Muquano coffee right now? I'm actually not. Uh, because I, I sort of got out of bed at four 30. I've already like smashed a few cups of Muquano coffee and, uh, I'm underwater. I'm trying to hydrate now and, oh. and, Make it so that my my organs don't um, sort of collapse like old coffee grounds. No, as, no, no, no. At, crumble like an old scone is what they, crumble is what they like said in Re-Raptured. Old <laughs> <laughs> Baby, great book, by the way, Re-Raptured oh, yeah. by us. Um, that's a book that people should run to Amazon to get because I want to remind people, and especially people who may be new to the program, and, and there's uh, someone in my life, kind of on the periphery of my life, uh, Mary, if you're out there, new listener to the Gut Check podcast, um, she stopped me in the hallway at my university and uh, indicated that she had found, get this, Zach, she had found the Gut Check podcast via the Rocky Four white paper. Oh, naturally, yeah. Suffice it to say that this isn't a person who I would expect to have any interest in either thing, to be honest. But Give me um, some demographics, just real quick. Yeah, so she is... You know, about the same age as our wives, works at our university. I think of her as like a very good mother and a very like serious person, but she actually has like a wicked pop culture sensibility, a good sense of humor. So in retrospect, it doesn't surprise me that she found her way into the gut check army, as it were. But um, so, yeah, she went like roaming about the internet looking for this Rocky Four white paper that she'd heard all about. And uh, she found our program. And uh, yeah, so she stopped me in the hallway and sang the praises of the program for a good like five minutes. And you could have knocked me over with a feather. It made my day. So <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful um, thing? You know, when somebody... It's I've, a beautiful thing. I had people one time visit my church and, and they were like, listen, we're, we're, we're visitors, but we're not going to be joining this church. We just wanted to meet you, man, because Aww. it was a couple. And they were like, because we listened to the, the podcast and, uh, you know, we go to a church half an hour away that's completely different from this one. But uh, we just yeah. wanted to. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a little disappointed, but also a little inflated. So, uh, oh, you know, absolutely. it balances out. But it dude, really you know, balances out. Speaking of like uh, really uh, building people <laughs> up and, and, and singing their praises, I don't think we gave enough uh-huh. time or fawning to these these stinking mugs, and I want to tell you what 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 quote was on my um, taco art because yeah. what cracks me up is now my favorite thing in all pop culture, and I'd like to think that Gut Check podcast and Gut Check press books are on the you know the kind of periphery of pop culture on the side of niche stuff that that uh, makes you cooler to like uh, because no one else knows about it. And I always Absolutely. love it when you have something that you quote, but it's not the main thing people quote. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even totally, if it's like totally. Napoleon Dynamite, but you're not saying the main line, you know, like, right. uh, 
uh, I can throw the football over the mountains, but rather you fixate on like, is my mole bleeding? Kind of. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The quote that she said was one of her favorites uh, of all time for the Gut Check podcast was, you know what? Let's keep going. I love it, dude. I love when, it. When we suggested um, maybe cutting the bit short, uh, and, yeah. and I thought that was wonderful. And then I yep. immediately, dude, this is so not, I was so excited about the mug. I forgot myself. I forgot my OCD, yeah. my germophobia. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't even put a mask on. I just Dude, you poured coffee right into it. I did. Yeah. Mucano I coffee and drank it out of that thing. And I was just like, dude, this is, this is the best gut check blend out of a gut check mug. And that mug, yeah. dude, it, you would buy a, a comparable mug up north in northern Michigan in a in a tourist shop in one of these you know uh, oh totally if that was in like Charlevoix you'd be yeah you you'd be like getting a second mortgage on your house for a mug like that but they'd be moving tons of them right they would exactly. yeah it, it was great now what what did you have on your taco art you know what I actually don't remember and and because I'm lashed into my studio you know kind of cockpit here um, <laughs> the. <laughs> The, the actual artwork is in the Arnold Cluck Smoking Lounge as we speak, so that's kind of across the way from where yeah. I am. So yeah, I'm familiar with uh, the, the geography there. I can't see it. I, I remember being delighted by it, though. I remember, and, and kind of the same energy that you described, like in the way that when you know a movie so well or you know a piece of pop culture so well, you can just kind of drop the, um, yeah, just the under-the-radar quote. I remember it had that kind of energy for me, too. And um, I loved it. I respected it. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a part of the Arnold Cluck Smoking Lounge in perpetuity, and I'm really excited about that, Zach. And uh, it speaks to something that I, w- I was getting to a few minutes ago and I wanted to remind people of, that um, in spite of all the success we've had, okay, in, in the multimedia kind of industry, as podcasters, as radio personalities, um, we are primarily a book publisher. And lest we get like mission drift, which is a business term that I know of, um, <laughs> I want to remind people that primarily we publish books and we put out we put out books because we're authors and we love doing that. So um, run, don't walk to um, a little probably godless and immoral mom and pop that we've uh, had a partnership with called Amazon.com. Uh, grab re-raptured grab a hard thing on a beautiful day, Zach, which I still get compliments on the cover and I still get compliments on that book. Um, it's a great book, really dude. seem to enjoy it. Yeah. Lovely yeah. book. Yeah, and it, it, was the, it was far and away the funnest project that I've done in years, um, which that reminds me of another thing I wanted to ask you. Hmm. Man, um, we got a lot to catch up on here, baby. But uh, we're a book publisher. Go to gutcheckpress.com if you want to see what a beautiful 90s analog website looks like. Yes. Um, but fully functional. I love the functionality of our website, Zach. Um, I just like that you can do a lot of things on it. Like you can click <laughs> different, <laughs> different words and they take you to different places and you can you can purchase our products. Um, it's a really nice website. I mean, not quite as clean and minimalist as the as the shirt page uh, with our apparel provider, Missional Wear. Shout True, out, yeah. Jeff. Still waiting on those new products, but um, that one that one is a really clean design. But ours is is now. Uh, hold on, I mean, you do know, right? And, and it's, I mean, that that Jeff Landon died. No, dude, Jeff from Missionware. I'm kidding. No, he's fine. I'm sure. It's just it just seems <laughs> like he has because we never hear from him anymore. Dude, I'm so I'm so gullible. 
Like you can, you can lay pretty much anything. Yeah, I know you can. You can lay pretty much anything on me in a certain tone of voice, though, and I'll kind of buy it. Hey, there's a new page on our website, by the way. Um, Really? Yeah, I put it up just because I was. I had finished a big project, which was audiobooks of my novels. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. and I was sending you know links to it to everyone in the world. Classy Grant, my boy, bought the the big bundle of all of them right away. Oh, what made a me guy. feel amazing yeah, the right off the bat. Yeah. yeah, and you know what I did? You know how you talked about people who say they'll do things and then they do them and then a little bit more. I yeah. said, here's the login and listen, because you were so kind to to do this, I'm gonna make sure I send out that coffee tomorrow, uh, the Mukwano coffee. Um, yeah. And then I I, uh, I didn't do it. It's still in my car. It's in my car right now. <laughs> but I did switch out, switch out the bag that had the little for for the whisper sticker on it for oh. a newer one that was roasted more recently. So he's not going to get old coffee. I will I'll send him the newest one I have whenever I send it, which is going to be today, let's say. But um, only the best, only the best for the classy one, Granty. Yeah. The the oh, new boy. page is uh, gutcheckpress.com/audiobooks. Um, I'm gonna navigate and... to that right now, baby. Look at this website. I'm I'm seeing it, and can I describe for the listener? Because do it, Hans Booby, Radio Now Television. <laughs> it's it's got a beautiful like banner image, um, and it says taking audiobooks to the next level. Cinematic music and effects propel the listener into the thick of the action, and then it has a guy firing a pistol. Um, Dude, we're getting we're getting a new pistol too. Nice. Um, I realize this is like kind of ping ponging back and forth between actual show content and two friends just <laughs> catching up. But that's new too. We don't ever do that, you know. We it's never do that. Yeah, so we never do that. Us. We're we're playing a little fast and loose with the medium this morning. <laughs> but uh, but no, this looks amazing, baby. Taking audiobooks to the next level. But scroll down and see what I put at the bottom for the. This is the gut check uh, specific gut check army version of that audiobooks page. Yeah, dude, I love it. I love it. And all your book covers, they look really good. And then down at the bottom, dude, we've got oh, re-raptured four hours and 41 minutes of beautiful baby content. Thank you, Pete Ford. Uh, yeah, thank you, Pete Ford. And then Facing Tyson, 15 Fighters, 15 Stories, the the original Gut Check audio project. You know um, it. Yeah, and you already sold one since I put it up there. So, you know, we'll let it uh, just let her phenomenal. sit there and... Yeah, it, well, that for so long that was on our website, but you really couldn't buy it in any yeah. way. It would it would send you to exactly. Surismo, which is a different was, website it, uh, with a different story. It, it was kind of a teaser, you know. <laughs> it was a little bit of a... Have we ever told the the listeners <laughs> about that? Like what like what happened with that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I know what have. happened with that. Here's the story. I don't then think I remember. Tell it. We put it up. We we joke about it all the time. We we were yeah, like, yeah. okay, we want to sell this this book, <laughs> and we we couldn't at the time. It was hard to get stuff on Audible and everything, and not yeah, that, yeah, yeah. not that many people were using these apps. So we're like, let's just sell right. it as the MP3 download, which is still the best way to sell content. Sure, you keep more sure, sure. of the profit. Um, so we we did a little searching and found a couple sites. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we decided on one because of the pricing structure called Surismo. Um, uh-huh. I'm not going to say how to spell it because I don't want anyone to go there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real basic. You you put in you know a link or even a button and people buy it and they handle the delivery of the files and the delivery of the payment. Yeah. They keep a cut. And one day, for some reason, we were like tweaking. <laughs> maybe that's not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> tweaking the audio book. I think we were, we were like adding um, 
uh, something to the the beginning or something. I don't know, but we went to change some files up, and we just I went to Surismo.com and it landed at the front page, and they had like their best seller, <laughs> their best sellers there, <laughs> and they were all like fetish tickling videos. And they were yeah. all like, 15 seconds of free video, and then you have to pay. And we both like <laughs> stared at the screen in silence for like 20 seconds, looked at each other, yeah. sort of sheepishly burst out laughing. And we we're like, I can't believe we've been, our, our publisher has been doing business with this sketchy, skeevy, gross institution. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a wake-up call for the company. <laughs> yeah, we immediately switched after laughing, but it became it became one of the sort of running gags again i could i could probably reword that but uh it, it became <laughs> one of the recurring ball gags uh in our <laughs> in the in the milieu of of cut as it were <laughs> in that uh, if, if ever i'm like uh well, like when we were at subway and uh, I remember I got the ham and sneeze. That lady sneezed on my sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, well, yeah, usually you'd get 15 seconds of that for free. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the 15 seconds Sneezing motif a, became like... Anything yeah. weird or gross or bizarre, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, I saw that on Cerismo. Exactly. 15 seconds of it. Exactly. And then an every man's battle joke would get made. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just good. But uh, man, that's... Yeah, that's crazy. But... Um, Insofar Zach, as it's the, not really every man's battle, it's it, it would be a very very specific small right. niche, a very specific niche of a certain type of man's battle. Um, <laughs> baby, suffice it to say though, oh, uh, the website looks really really good. Um, I hope you sell a lot of audiobooks, and I hope I hope we both together as a company sell a lot of audiobooks because we are still in the book business. Do we got to make anyone the, forget? We got to make the audiobook of uh, our hard thing on a beautiful day. Oh, um, dude, I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and we've got to we've got to give the people a little magazine update. And I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna frame it as follows, and then I want to talk about '90s stuff. Um, we were texting the other morning, and I indicated that I was feeling a little glum and a little creatively kind of rudderless. Now that was intended uh, for me, right? That baby I'm glum text that wasn't for your wife. <laughs> yeah, it was actually. I was just texting that to all my contacts just to see what would happen. <laughs> it's uh, sort of like when I tweeted like, "Hey, does anyone care if the podcast dies?" <laughs> but you were like, hey, does, anyone, does, anyone care if I- <laughs> "Does anyone care if I'm glum?" I'm getting responses back from like boxers that I interviewed in 2004 and like NFL general managers, you know. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just texted that for you. That was meant for you. And you came kind of roaring to life that day in a, in a flurry of magazine publishing work. Oh yeah. And before we knew it, we were choosing aesthetics and paper stock. It's all happening. I was updating some essays and I really like how the gut check quarterly is, uh, is coming together. I can't wait to see it. Um, laid out, and I can't wait to see it in my hands. And I think people are going to enjoy some of the <laughs> some of the more interactive content in the magazine. In that, um, Gut Check is actually launching a, um, a a record club, so similar to like BMG from the from the '90s, where you you mail in a penny and you get to <laughs> you get to pick out 15 records. Um, we're going to have a re- fun. That's the fun yeah, part is gonna... picking them out and checking the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I dare say, and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I feel like it's going to be really easy this time for people to pick out which record. 
They won again. Um, so we'll have that. We're gonna have some gar- uh, some guitar tabs for uh, a song that's very special to the company. Um, it's gonna be exciting, Zach. And uh, we're, we've got a feature interview with some nice photography on on Coach Duke Morrison, uh, the great Duke Morrison, formerly of Twitter, formerly <laughs> of the All States Football League. Um, it's Duke happening. Has a lot it's, more. It's really yeah, happening, it, right? I mean, that's the thing. It, I mean, we don't want to. No, the it's league. really happening. happening. And I, yeah, I think it, it. It. Tell me if you like this energy in your life. I know that you do because this has been like kind of the ethos of Gut Check from from day one. When a joke project turns into a real project, oh yeah, th- those are the ones that become the best. Um, and let me tell you about one of those that I've got kind of cooking at at my university. Um, I want to tell you this real quick, and then I want you to lay your your '90s stuff on me, okay? Um, this is the joke project that I have going at school. So I've got this kid in my hundred level um, journalism class. It's called Writing Across, Across Media Platforms. I think it's the one that you sat in on years ago. And this kid transferred in from a school in Nashville called Belmont, and he's got this huge personality. He loves gut check. He's bought. He bought Reraptured. He bought a hard thing on a beautiful day. Like he's just a huge supporter of what we do. But this kid is also like preternaturally talented at making a certain kind of like pop song. And he's got a Spotify. He's really good at making music, doing music stuff. And we were discussing the fact that even at a low level, we're both kind of on the the self-loathing hipster spectrum enough that like we can never fully do the commercial project, you know, like we never, even, even when we're trying, we can't fully sell out. Unless so, KDY takes the reins on that and, and like veers <laughs> exactly. you onto the sellout. Uh, yeah. Throws me onto the commercial train and I'm just along for the ride. But um, so I said to him, I said, Dave, I said, what if we sat down together for like two hours and tried to write the most ubiquitous, like, uh, saccharine center cut pop song imaginable, <laughs> and then we, and then we record it. So we kind of we did that in that he wrote the music for it, like made the music track. I wrote the lyrics, and I I leaned on like every pop music trope oh, imaginable. Nice, and um, we're actually gonna track it tomorrow so we're gonna get in the studio and we're gonna record this thing oh i want to hear this yeah oh of course as soon as as soon as we have a recording i'm gonna send it to you um we can throw it into our next app maybe one of one of the upcoming apps and uh you know we'll release it to the world and build some buzz on it and uh hopefully uh just get rich from it you know because this is totally commercial that's the idea and, there there um, was a guy who did that with like a Christian worship song and it was like Forever Rain or something uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> it, it actually accidentally did wind up on like the worship charts and stuff even though it was oh, intentionally it. the most vapid nonsensical thing. Uh, Absolutely. That's, that's and, and get this dude, our cover art is going to be a bottle of Clearly Canadian <laughs> with the words clearly Canadian, like photoshopped out in our band name in its place. Uh, because this kid, oh, believe it or not, man, what what an amazing guy, right? This guy, despite being, you know, 19 or whatever he is, huge fan of clearly Canadian. So, uh, dude, very you know, 90s. I know, respect, dude. I, I respect a kid who has that kind of appreciation for beverage history and, uh, and can kind of <laughs> lean into it accordingly. Um, so excited for that. So speaking of the nineties, baby, 
What did you have for me? All right, I want to. I want to just. You want you to hear the sound and tell me what okay. you think you're hearing. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll do it again. Yeah, do it again. Okay, so I'll do it faster. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, because you're a lashing enthusiast. And because we've spent a lot of time together at Michael's in the in the lashing notions area, <laughs> I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's a piece of Velcro being like uh, torn apart, as it were, like rent asunder. Dude, you um, are downright correct. And uh, yes. what I was just doing was actually opening a Bible. Okay. So I keep going. I'm, so I'm going to describe the whole process. I, I undo yeah. a Velcro tab. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's a handle right by my left hand. A handle uh-huh. such that I could, if, if the Velcro tab is closed, I could walk around with this Bible as if it were some sort of briefcase with ease. Yes. So yes. to open it, though, now I'm opening a flap. Uh, mm-hmm. On the right side, I see a pad of paper snugged in place. Oh. Uh, and oh. a little, oh, I don't even know what's back here. I've got a little um, pocket, which has... Oh my gosh, it's the lyrics and speaking of songwriting, lyrics and chords uh-huh. for a song that I wrote years and years ago. Uh, I'm going to snug those back in to find again another day. Uh, on the left now, I see a mesh pocket, not unlike a trapper keeper with, listen to this and tell me what you think this one is. Uh-huh. That's a zipper. It's a That's a zipper. standard issue zipper. Now, yeah. it's not standard issue because standard issue zippers say YKK on the little pole. This one has a cross, so it's okay. holy. Um, now oh. I'm flipping open again. Now, there could be like bookmarks and highlighters and stuff in there, but there's not. I open again. Yeah. I see the actual Bible. I see on the left a mechanical pencil in like a little loop. On the right, snugged into another one, is a pen. And mm-hmm. I can open my Bible. And in front of me now, I've got a veritable kind of lap desk of accoutrement for studying uh. my Bible, taking notes. Uh, and then when uh-huh. I'm done, I can... Um, I mean, there's another zipper involved. Actually, I forgot that because it hadn't been done yeah. up. So there's this zipper that zips the whole Bible <laughs> shut. There's this yeah. zipper that zips the mesh pocket shut. And then there's mm-hmm. the Velcro. And then there's the handle. And on the outside, there's a fourth zipper for yet another oh. pocket. I wonder if there's anything... Oh, there's nothing in this one. So basically, it's like you're going overseas and you have like a trunk full of like, you know, different <laughs> compartments and things, but you're just going to church or Bible study. Do you remember yeah. these Bible covers and how everyone had them in the 90s? I do. And I've, I've got a couple questions for you, a couple follow-up questions. Um, how long have you had this particular item? And if you just acquired it, is it vintage? I like, did is not this just acquire it. Uh, it is okay. of the '90s, 100. This is so I keep. You know, I've got a gazillion Bibles in my in my study, and and I yeah. ran in to grab one the other day at my men's Bible study, uh, uh-huh. and the first one I saw, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. It is a NIV study Bible from probably 1993. And Dude, shout out the NIV, which in and of itself is a '90s thing, right? You know, yeah, they it tried to make it a 2011s thing, but I don't think it worked. Um, it didn't. <laughs> but, but yeah, no one had heard of the SV because it didn't exist yet when I bought this puppy, and right. uh, it's it's really it's really something. It's got uh, on the title page the NIV Study Bible with like little like olive branches, as if that in oh. and of itself is like an award that it won. Um, <laughs> the whole thing is it's very 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 nice. Is the logo even almost looks like a QR code? I don't think they would use it anymore because it would look too much like a QR code. But those yeah, didn't yeah. exist. 
Um, right. Why do you think everybody, and I mean everybody, if you when you were a, a Taylor student, I guarantee everyone walking yeah. to chapel, oh, yeah. no one just had oh, yeah. a Bible in their hands. You look like a chump. You had a yeah. Bible like wrapped in some massive vehicle. Yeah, it, like a like a padded vehicle. Yeah, you know, like like as though the Bible was a like it was a, a, a like a baby that you were trying to swaddle and protect. You know what I mean? <laughs> Swaddling, by the way, I also love because of lashing. But yeah, no, of course. Like if it got jostled, it would it would damage it <laughs> you irreparably. Protect the soft yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, why do you think? And and this is more kind of a high concept question, but I want to hear you on it. Why do you think that? motif i.e lots of nylon and zippers and velcro and kind of padded lashing of bibles why do you think that fell out of fashion that that <laughs> was going to be my question for you like where did these things yeah. go i think they came about this is my theory and i don't know if it holds water i yeah. think they came about because like zondervan family christian store for whom i worked uh yeah. parable stores uh lifeway stores they all were like you know, what can we put next to Bibles to just double our sales? And someone yeah. was like, well, a thing to put the Bible in. And they, they got more and more and more elaborate. And I think it became yeah. a flex for people. Like, you can sure. tell I'm a serious student of the Bible because in my Bible cover, there's four different color highlighters. And like, you know, all right. the all the just like, I don't just have the Bible. I have accessories that go with it. Yeah. And then I think yeah. with the death of those stores, kind of, when someone buys a Bible on Amazon, I don't know. I think it's less compelling to see like customers also bought and there's a Bible cover. You know, it's not right there. <laughs> yeah. there, there was something exactly. about the process of fitting your Bible because they it, only certain Bibles and certain covers fit together. And so there was something yeah. about like, I'm going to get this one, but now I have to clothe it. Like, I don't know. To me, that's really appealing. And you can't do that if you're buying online. And maybe that's part of the dynamic. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I think so. And I think I I have another theory. My thought was with the advent of like hipster culture really taking over everything and the sort of hipster fixation on leather and leather goods, it kind of killed the nylon lashing kind of pockets and notions industry. Mm, yeah, minimalism. Um, now I mean that's a maximalist yeah. approach to Bible study. It is. It is. And I, I want to lean into that for a minute with a question for you, too. Um, you've been, as long as I've known you, like a, a, a maximalist as it pertains to um, just little like pockets and alcoves and places to put things and zippered things, yeah. Velcroed things, lashed things. Where do you think, like, describe the joy that that gives you. Because I think not everybody has that, and I wanna I wanna understand it better. I don't I don't know. I've thought about it before. Here's the weird thing about yeah. it. So yeah. I have you know in my briefcase I've got like little pouches <laughs> that are separate mm -hmm. from the briefcase that are like yeah. unique to different areas of of need. Like one of them has a bunch of different <laughs> zip ties, Velcro straps, yeah, sure, and stuff. But here's the weird thing: I'm loath yeah. to use any of this stuff. Like okay. I have like a little thing with like six Excedrin in it, and it's like a little tube in in my briefcase. And, I had and a they've headache. been in there since like 2004. Right. And when I have a headache, I'm like, well, I don't want to use those because I want those to be in there so that I have them when I need I wanna, them. I want to have them, yeah, <laughs> for when I need them. But I don't want to. There's something. I don't want to use them when I have a headache. It's a little yeah. bit hoardery, but it's ordered hoard ordered hoarding. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, there's there, it's a it's it's order 
hoarding. Hoard, uh, there's a way to do that, but I'm not seeing there's it. There's a way I'm to not, do it. I'm not hearing yeah. it. Um, but I think there's something about like being prepared for everything in like a in like an A-team kind of way. I think like the <laughs> yeah. MacGyver A-team aesthetic really it hit me at a very um, a point in my life when I was just soft and impressionable, and it really calcified yeah. there. <laughs> and they always had they always had sweet like bags full of stuff on the A team. Yeah, like there was always that scene where they like they would kind of dump their weapons out on like a table and take inventory of what they had, and then and then before you know the the invasion or whatever it was that they were doing, they would always like lash everything onto their person in ways that just seemed really cool and efficient. Now I'm thinking Zach of an A team reboot in which. And maybe we write this. Maybe we write a couple pages of this script um, in which the characters themselves are also loath to use any of the stuff that they've latched <laughs> to their person <laughs> lest they need it later. <laughs> so, like, There's more bad guys out there, yeah. Yeah, BA and Face are like bivouacked into like a bunker somewhere in the middle of an operation and Face is just like, nah, I, I really... Yeah, I'm not feeling... Using this grenade or this ammo right now, <laughs> what I, I really want to. I, I have a little spot with with some elastic where it goes, and if I exactly. use it, then that spot will be empty, and that will the bother spot me. will be empty. Yeah, yeah, and then the, and then my briefcase will be asymmetrical. Dude, I actually uh, have a. <laughs> this is the dorkiest thing. I have a memo on my Palm Pilot, which in new users I still use every moment of every day, uh, which mm-hmm. is basically just I write down the things that I've used that need to be replaced. So for example, if I sure. find myself needed to write a check, I'll write check yeah. and, and then I'll put a new yeah. check in my wallet. You know, like it's just, yeah. or, or if I, you know, I use, I, I always keep two double A batteries, uh, brand new yeah. and two triple A batteries. If I use them yeah. and I'm loath to, I immediately write it down yeah. and then I try to replace them as soon as possible because there's something really odd. And I mean, a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist would have a field day with this. Like, what is it about, oh, for sure. yeah. you know, being not at 100% prepared with your, your lashing materials. But and so yeah. the, the Bible cover thing to me, it's sad that it's gone because, yeah. you know, but, but I wouldn't have wanted to use the highlighters up. You know, and I don't write in Bibles anyway. I, I don't know why. I tell people to when I'm preaching, but I just never do myself. Interesting. Interesting. Um, have you gotten any compliments on the Bible cover since you've been using it? <laughs> so the lately? guys in my men's Bible study that are there every week are all <laughs> younger than me. A um, sure. couple of them in their 20s, one of them, a uh, couple of them in their 30s. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> they all just sort of looked at it. No one said anything, but they all just sort of side-eyed yeah. the thing like, what? is going on and I think they might have assumed it was some kind of like scholarly thing like you know like oh yeah this is part of you know maintaining the the holy writ or something not realizing that it's the opposite it was the most like pop culture Christian thing in the world Um, absolutely and you know it just occurred to me now the very opposite of this this like it has to be portable wrapped up you know ready you you could Mm -hmm. you could literally run like a 5k and just hold it by the handle or like (laughs) <laughs> slip it through some molly straps on your vest or something is uh-huh. this like reader's bible st- which i don't get um uh-huh. even though part of me wants to own one i don't get it yeah. like the the one where yeah. it's like nine volumes and it's that's just psalms <laughs> and they're all like yeah. you know wide margin and like like the idea of this is going to be the least the least um portable thing yeah. uh, you can't bring it anywhere you can't do you, you're you're kind of tied down to this giant shelf full of Bible. <laughs> yeah, Why is that yeah. the thing now? That's that's the very opposite. I don't that's, know. That's not minimalist either. I that's fe- kind of mas- maximalist in its own way. 
it's maximalist in its own way. I I think, and I, I I don't know. I would be interested to like think about this at a higher level. But there's an aspect of the Bible industry that's a little shady. <laughs> in that, I, I mean, I, obviously, I want everyone to have a Bible, and that's you know that that's should be stated. And I'm thinking about this only because for for Christmas, I bought Tristan like a really nice like student study Bible to take to college with him. And uh, he was taking a New Testament class this semester and and uh, I wanted him to have a nice Bible. So I kind of did a deep dive into the like Bible industry thing. And um, yeah, there's literally no end to niche kind of uh, kitschy like Bibles that you can buy. And I, I, I don't want to come down on the side of judging it or condemning that aspect of the book industry, but it was just, it struck me as curious. And I wonder if you've thought about that at all. Well, I mean, in that I worked for that industry right. that's, that's for what years I was and at. years, yeah, I yeah. tried not to think about it too much, I guess. I remember, uh-huh. I remember joking in like really early sermons that I did. So it would have been uh-huh. while I worked for that corporation about how there had to be, you know, like a plumber's devotional Bible and like a, <laughs> totally. you know, like Chihuahua owner's uh, yeah. study Bible and everything. But I don't know. Part of me, I mean, A, you have to sell stuff to make money to keep your, your house going. Totally. Right? If totally. you don't sell yeah. stuff and make money, then no one gets any Bibles from you. I think the other thing is, from a, a non-kind of corporate greed point of view, whatever you can do to get the Bible into the hands of people do it. So yeah. if people aren't going to buy your average like gift and award Bible KJV, um, maybe they'll see something that's, you know, archaeology study Bible and they'll go, ooh, that kind of, that's interesting. Right. I wonder what, right. you know, if we, if there are any archaeological evidences of the Bible and they'll just buy it and then they have the scriptures and they're reading it. Um, I, I've yeah. been seeing an ad again and again on Facebook um, and this is not a new idea, but they're acting like it's a new idea. It's been done before. Uh, but the Bible as magazines kind of stealing our oh, you know, deal. Um, yeah. But they show like like this harumphy way, like, a, oh, no one's going to want this. And they show like a Bible Bible. And then it's like, but what about this? And it's like, um, you know, full What about this and- other antiquated thing that nobody <laughs> reads anymore? <laughs> right. or, or maybe it's becoming, you know, it's the second life hipster kind of thing. Right. And that's what they're going. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it is. But yeah, they're like, yeah, like that is kind of ironic. Like this thing that's been around for thousands of years and will be in thousands of years is got to be replaced yeah. by this thing that's been around for uh, 200 that will be gone in 20. But exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. There's something weirdly, you know, it's like the book of Psalms in a magazine format, but like a like a right. Chip and Joanna Gaines, like really thick page, oh. like full glossy yeah, kind of yeah. magazine. But there's something disposable about that that I don't like. And I think there exactly. kind of is about all of those. Like I told you about the WWF, like, no, it was like it was like <laughs> pro athletes thing, but there was some WWF guys yeah. in it. Like amazing dating your Bible. To the point where yeah. I have I have a Bible that belonged to my like great grandfather, right? And I treasure yeah. it. Can you imagine like a sure. hundred years from now, someone <laughs> being like, "Oh yeah, this belonged to my great great grandfather," and it's got like Hulk Hogan ripping his shirt off in <laughs> it's it, got, like, like King Kong Bundy and like the Honky Tonk Man, and <laughs> you know, Honky Tonk Man. I forgot about the Honky Tonk Man. Coco Beware. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we could do a whole app on '90s wrestling. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> like, we could really go deep dive into that. Dude, should we get so the happy. audio rights to headlocks and drop kicks? <laughs> or do you try yes, to forget dude. that? Yes, dude. No, 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 no. I, I actually, 
uh, I don't know if it feels weird for an author to say stuff like this, but I actually really like that book. Um, it's and funny. I, it's I good. enjoy. Yeah, I, I right. It's funny. It kind of hits at a sad level. But it's also like um, but, really heartwarming, nostalgic too. The way you talk about dude, these right. things from your childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, you know what's funny, Zach? Now that you mention it, I think so. All those little like second tier. Uh, you can scrub that out if if the publisher would be listening. But like all those all those little kind of second tier secular. <laughs> yeah, those sec those secular like publishing houses that I worked with on all those kind of the second wave of all my sports books, they've all consolidated. And I think it's just one company that owns them. So it's probably one company that owns the rights to all those. And I bet I could get the wrestling book rights too, which would be a super fun audiobook to read. Dude, um, listen, they're not listening because uh, that would be insane. And so I'm going to feel free to say this. They yeah. screwed that book all up. Like only a hardcover... And this is the industry where you and I were just spending hours leafing through digitally old, like, yeah. pulp magazines. Like, that was the medium of that day. So yeah. they should have made it feel yeah. like that. And totally, I remember it was, like, good grief on Amazon. Like, this is shortly after we became friends that this yeah. was, like, pre-orderable. And I pre-ordered right, right. it, but it was, like, 38 bucks or something. I know, dude. And, and then I got it in the mail, and it was teeny tiny. And I was like, what, they didn't yeah. want anyone to buy this? Like, why didn't they make I it? I know it. I know it. Yeah, I thought about that too, and I actually just thought, "What kind of business model is this?" <laughs> like, I, I, it was before I became a book tycoon myself, and uh, before we became book publishers and, and knew the intricacies of the book business. But uh, even then, there was there were, there were aspects of it that seemed just misguided. But uh, suffice it to say, Zach, we're going to have a lot of audiobooks to make here in the near future, and uh, I'm excited. You may have to fly down to Gut Check South Command here, and we can bivouac ourselves into a into a studio and um, and get busy doing some of this. And one last thing, though, on the nylon Bible carriers. Yeah. Um, do you think Do you think there's anyone out there still dealing in nylon and Velcro who we could partner with? <laughs> To make a gut check branded, a gut check logoed nylon Bible carrier, because I would love to see these out and about. I'd love to see them at our churches. Uh, I just think it would be real fun. I am currently on Amazon looking. Oh, dude, they're everywhere. Yeah, a lot really? of people still make. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just out of it. They don't look as elaborate, but like. <laughs> floral patterns versus you know um, wow. silk screened. Wow. Stuff yeah. out of context. Yeah, like the fake leather with the like fake burned leather effect to, to show. Yeah. Um, you know, not unlike how you burn the corners of parchment. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll graduate to burning leather at some point. Dude, I remember I had a fake leather uh, Bible cover that I loved. And then I uh -huh. lost that Bible and I could not find a, a replacement. And I it kind of messed with my identity for a while because it, it looked oh, no. so like rugged and... It, I don't yeah. know. It seemed like the kind of thing that, like, like a guy who's reading the Hebrew would have. And I was, you yeah. know, just starting to like learn some of the biblical languages and stuff. And I kind of really was leaning into this budding scholar persona. And then I lost yeah. that Bible, and and I was like, uh, and, and Aaron's like, "Don't you have another Bible?" And I was like, "Yeah, but the cover of it doesn't look like old battered leather. It looks like mm -hmm. '90s, you know, like glossy." Um, you know, mimeograph. It just, it doesn't, isn't, yeah. it isn't good. 
Uh, and it was it was part it was almost like how you could tell somebody's persona and you could broadcast your persona by what your your CD collection was. Your Bible cover right. said something about who you were as a as a pop culture level Christian. Don't you agree? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, it said a lot about who you were, um, how you viewed yourself, etc. Um, yeah, it was in in that it was a very a very important accessory. That uh, that I would love to see us bring back as a company. So, nylon industry tycoons, <laughs> if you're out there, navigate to our website, reach out to us. Let's do business. I don't remember if um, we are nylon industry tycoons. We're so many tycoons. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We've done so much, and we've done really so well. But um, but we've yet to like <laughs> really so well, incredibly well. Um, <laughs> But not so well, Zach. That we've that we've dipped our toes into that nylon industry. That I know um, you and I we've been eyeing that for some time. You know, in, in terms of like vision casting for the company. It's on and, the gut check um, list. Get it like a bucket list. Gut check. I, yeah, that nah, doesn't work. I, I, that doesn't. No, it doesn't work either. It doesn't work either. <laughs> but uh, baby, speaking of work, I have to go and do ah, some for that my makes day some job. Sense. Yeah, so, as do I. Uh, yeah, so I have to I have to wind this down, but this has been uh, a really fun morning of radio. Um, I really hope that all of our recordings worked. And uh, what I'll do is <laughs> Dropbox for, for this over you to listening. you later today. <laughs> yeah, for all of you listening, I'll Dropbox this to like everybody actually, and, uh, <laughs> along with a message that says you feel glum. Yeah, <laughs> our new way of disseminating the program, um, baby. This has been fun. We've done what we always do in that we've talked about our company for like an hour. and uh, But we've hyped Alexa Lee, the next great artist Alexa on Lee AlexaLeeAcrylics.com. That's it, dude. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you were ready with that. Lee with two E's. AlexaLeeAcrylics.com. AlexaLeeAcrylics.com. Navigate there. Buy some acrylics and some, some sculptures and other things that she has on the website. And... Uh, you will enjoy it like we do, Zach. And we will see you. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> no, I gotta ask you.